Lord's house tonight, and it's good to see each one of you, and it's always a blessing when we can meet together. I miss the pastor, though, and I always look forward to hearing him speak. He's a, a, I'd say, a great preacher to be such a young man, and God's used him in a mighty way, but you know, I I thank the Lord that uh, I had a part in their life, God, God allowed me uh, to intervene in, in the Spivey's life and used me to get them out of Georgia and uh, brought them up to Carolina. And uh, I recommended Brother Clay to two different churches. And they, of course, he took both, pastored, and uh, they weren't the best experiences in his life, I don't think. But anyway, God blessed us, and they got into Carolina, and the Lord's used uh, them in a mighty way. We appreciate that. I appreciate uh, the folks here at the church. Uh, Bill and uh, uh, Bonnie Wells brought us supper last night. That was kind of them, and uh, we enjoyed that. It was a blessing, the fellowship we had. Brother Harold invited me out, but of course, they were just a little bit in front of him, so I didn't get to go. But I'm glad to be here tonight, and always a joy uh, to be able to open God's Word. And uh, while I'm talking, you can turn to John chapter 21, and uh, we'll uh, look at some thoughts there from chapter uh, 21 in the Gospel of John. And uh, I just been looking forward to be here. And uh, hope it'll be a blessing to you as we look to God's Word. And I uh, want to read uh, just, just a verse, uh, verse, well, two verses, verse 14 in chapter 21. It said, This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs, or do my work. Really, he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And of course he saith uh, unto him, Yea, Lord, Thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he saith unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Father, we're so thankful for the privilege we have uh, just to open your precious word and allow you to speak to our hearts. We pray, God, that you'll do that tonight. Use the message to touch hearts. We love you and we thank you for the privilege that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the Bible says there in, in the verse uh, number uh, 1 in chapter 21, after these things, uh, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. He said, after 
these things. Now, of course, I believe that's referring back uh, to chapter number 21. And especially if you'll notice verse 19, it said the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be uh, unto you. Then he showed them his, his hands and his side, and, and the disciples were glad, it says, when they saw uh, the Lord. In other words, Jesus appeared uh, to the disciples, and of course, uh, verse 19 makes it clear that, that, that uh, Thomas uh, was absent. He was not uh, in that meeting. And the Lord simply said, Peace uh, be unto you. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, peace with God comes uh, through the cross. The peace of God uh, comes through his presence and uh, just realizing uh, his nearness. Now in verse number 26, there in chapter 20, it said, And after eight days again, uh, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be uh, unto you. After eight days, he makes another appearance. And, of course, it lets us know clearly that Thomas was present at this time. And Jesus gives them the same uh, greeting. He said, Peace uh, be unto you. Then, verse 27, he saith to Thomas, uh, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And then Thomas uh, answered and said to him, My Lord uh, and my God. And uh, Thomas had that great confession there in verse number 28. Now, if you'll remember the book of John, the Gospel of John, it begins with a great theological expression. In chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Talking about the deity, that great confession there in chapter 1 and verse 1. But then the book ends uh, with a personal uh, expression. Uh, again, deity, when Thomas said, My Lord uh, and my God. Well, after these things, verse number 1 says, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. And so he appeared to the disciples. There were together, notice verse 2, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Canaan and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other uh, of the disciples. Then it says, Peter, uh, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night uh, they caught nothing. In other words, they fished all night. And we're talking about experienced uh, fishermen. And they knew where they were at. They'd fished this lake many, many times. And they'd spent a lot of, but they fished all night and they caught nothing. But when the morning was come, the Bible says in verse 4, Jesus stood on the shore. Uh, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. 
And then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they said, No. And he saith unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall uh, find. And then in verse number 12, Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And uh, none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing uh, that it was uh, the Lord? Now, note the great question there in verse 15. When they had dined, after they had eaten, uh, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me uh, more uh, than these? You know, I, I saw that word these, and uh, I wondered, is he referring to the other disciples? Uh, Peter, do you love me more than these other disciples love me? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you love me more uh, than they do? Or uh, maybe uh, he's referring to the disciples. In other words, he would be saying, where is your loyalty? Is it Christ or other people? Is it Christ or the church? Or maybe, uh, do you love me more than these other disciples love me? Then that, that, that must have cut Peter's heart. Don't you imagine I mean, just think about it. After all, I mean, Peter was the man who had boasted, uh, though all others forsake thee, not me, Lord. He said, I wouldn't do that. Yet Peter knew that he had forsaken. Uh, he knew that he had denied the Lord. And so it must have cut him to the heart. Do you love me more than these other disciples love me? Or maybe, maybe uh, he was simply referring uh, to, to the fish. Uh, uh, in other words, do you love me more than these fish? Uh, he could have been referring to that. I don't know. Is, is fishing for men more in, or, or fishing for fish more important than fishing for men? And then he said, do my work, Peter. Do, do my work. And, and, and then uh, the question, lovest thou me more than these? In other words, uh, what a, what a, when you think about it, is there anything you love more than me. That's basically what he's saying. And you know, the Bible's full of questions. Uh, I read somewhere there are over 3,000 questions in the Bible. Uh, the first question, of course, uh, was asked by Satan uh, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. He said, Yea, hath God said, speaking to Eve, did God really say that? And so that first question was concerning the Word of God, casting doubt on the Word of God. And then I think about the first question that was asked uh, by God in chapter 3 and verse 9 in Genesis. He says, Adam, where art thou? Now concerning this, let, let, me, let me just say this. When God asks a question, he's not seeking information. Uh, he's God. God. God knows everything. He knew exactly where Adam was. He just wanted Adam to know where he was. I mean, he knew uh, Adam's sin. He knew Adam's backsliding. He knew Adam's rebellion, but he wanted Adam to know that. So he said, where art thou? He wants you to know where you are today as well. And then the first question in the New Testament was asked by the Magi there in Matthew 2, 2, where is he? Again, it's concerning God. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? And so once again, speaking of the Lord. And then men's question. Think, think of it. Men can ask some of the most foolish questions. Uh, uh, Pilate, 
Over in John chapter 18 and verse 38, he said, what is truth? You know, I believe that's the question philosophers have asked down through the years. What is truth? Uh, God's truth, isn't he? God is truth. Jesus is truth. God's word is truth. God's Holy Spirit is truth. But the most staggering question, I believe, in all the word of God, verse 15, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me uh, more than these? Now notice, it was a personal uh, probing question. Jesus said to Simon Peter, now I, I wonder why did the Lord uh, point out Peter? Why did he seek out uh, Peter? And I got to thinking about it. I, I believe probably it was because of Peter's influence. You know, Peter had, had always been the, the more outspoken one of all the disciples. Uh, the others sort of followed Peter. If you'll notice back in, in uh, verse number 3, uh, Simon Peter said, I go fishing. And uh, then the Bible uh, tells us, they say unto him, we also go with thee. In other words, Simon, Simon said, uh, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to go fishing. And the other disciples, uh, the six of them, they, they said, well we'll, we'll go with you. When he left the ministry, when, when Peter quit, he took six others with him. Notice there in verse 2, uh, uh, Simon Peter and the Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and then two other disciples, six of them. And so, so when Peter quit, he took six with him. You see, you never quit alone. You never quit alone. You never backslide alone. I mean, just think about it. Uh, you, you have an influence and your actions always influence uh, other people. Moms and dads, they influence sons and daughters. I think about how uh, preachers influence people. Deacons are a great influence on people. Uh, trustees and, and singers and Christian leaders, your actions always influence others. Peter said, hey, I'm just going to quit. I'm going fishing. Six others said, hey, we will go with you. We'll go with you. People look up on you if you're a leader, uh, uh, you know, and, and they follow your example. Paul said because of that, be, be blameless, amen? And as leaders, we answer to God, and we must give an account to others as well. Peter had influence there in verse number 3. I think secondly, the Lord singled out Peter because of his past egotism. Now, I don't know about you. I, I believe Peter... Uh, was a big man. Now, I may be surprised when we get to glory. He may be a little runt of a fellow, but I believe he was a big man. Uh, you think about it, uh, strong shoulders. I believe he had shoulders as broad as an axe handle and big, booming voice. Uh, he knew he was strong. Listen, Peter could take anything, but the Scriptures tell us clearly to put no confidence in the flesh. Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. And so Peter got his eyes off the Lord. He said, I go fishing. You know, it wasn't the first time he got his eyes off the Lord. You remember that night they were in the boat and a big storm came up? 
and uh, all of a sudden thinking they might would perish in the storm uh, all all of a sudden there was Jesus walking on the water and Peter said Lord if it be you bid me come down into the water with you and Lord said to him come and so so Peter he climbs out of the boat and man he's going all whole hog you know just walking right toward the Lord but all of a sudden, you know, uh, he got his eyes off the Lord and he began to sink. And it's not the first time that he got his eyes off the Lord, you see. And uh, then I think he asked him because of his egotism, then because of his present attitude, he had denied the Lord. I mean, he swore. The Bible said he cursed and now he's decided, I'm not going to go out again. I'm not going to go witnessing again. I'm not going to go fishing for men again. And, and, and he would just quit. And, and the task, hey, the task is too hard. Like a lot of folk today, Peter had been, been what I call a lip snapper. You know what a lip slapper is? A lip slapper is one talks religion by the yard, lives it by the inch, and ought to be kicked by the foot. And that, that was Peter, you know. The Lord sought out Peter, and he asked him this probing question. He said, lovest thou me? A very, a very personal probing question. Then it was also a precise, pointed question. It was concerning a love relationship. Lovest thou me? A special love. He didn't, he didn't raise the question of Peter's love for the brethren, he didn't question Peter's love uh, for the church or for the word of God or the work of God. He didn't question his love for souls. He said, lovest thou me? Lovest thou me? You see, love for Christ, that's the root of all other love. If a person loves Christ, he will love the brethren. If a person loves Christ, he will love the church. If a person's in love with Christ, he'll love God's word and God's work, and he'll have a love for souls. And you see, if, if we love him, uh, we'll just love you. 1 John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. Verse number 20 says, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And then verse 21 goes on and says, and this commandment. Now notice it's not a suggestion. He said, this commandment again that we have from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. It's a commandment, you see, that we love uh, one another. And the real love, uh, do you love Christ? I've heard people say, well, I, I, I used to love the Lord with all my heart. Or, or I've had people say, preacher, there was a time I, I was so in love with the church I love the church or, or I love the word of God or I had a great love for souls. Let me tell you something. Love is never lost. Love is never lost. You never lose love or affection. Now, you simply transfer it somewhere else. Amen? You haven't lost your love. You just transfer it. You see? You move it to someone or something else. I've heard people say, you know, I, I don't study. I used to study the Word of God, and I loved it, but I don't study like I used to. Or I'm not as faithful to church as, as I used to. Or I'm not winning souls like I once did, you know. I'm just not doing those things. Your love has not uh, uh, ended. It's just been transferred. 
In other words, the world, the flesh, it now has your affection. If you've quit thing, uh, some, uh, some acquaintance, some, some uh, uh, sport or some activity or some person, you see a precise pointed question, lovest thou me? That was his question. Now, note the propriety of it. Peter tried to pretend that the, the question was out of order, you know. Yea, Lord, thou knowest. Lord, you know, why would you ask a question like that? Thou knowest, Lord, that I love you. Uh, why do you ask? You know all things, and you know that I love you. Listen, the Lord has every right to ask you and I if we love him. He has every right, and the reason he has right is because he is Lord, and you and I are men or women. And so he has a right. He has a right to ask anything of us. And the question is proper. Now, uh, in spite of Peter's outward piety, Peter said, Lord, thou, thou knowest. Lord, why, why do you ask? Look at what I'm doing. I must love you. <laughs> you know, you know a, lot of, a lot of folks without one grain of love for Christ attend church. You know that? A lot of people have no love whatsoever for Christ, but they'll do good deeds or they'll live moral lives. People don't have to love God in order to give to charity. And, and, and a lot of them with no love whatsoever will do all of those things, yet they'll die lost, you know. Some even preach or teach or, or sing or pray. Look, look back in the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, if you will. And I'll try to find it real quick. In Matthew chapter number 7, look what Jesus said down in verse number 20. Uh, Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In other words, Lord, Lord, you, you remember, I was a preacher. I, I would preach the word of God in, in your name and, and, and in thy name cast out devils in thy name done many wonderful works. And then he'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Mm. Yeah, you see, uh, people will a lot of times, uh, outward piety is no sign of love for Christ. A lot of people walk the aisles of a church you know that lots of folks will walk the aisles of a church they'll profess faith many will hold office and work but not have any love whatsoever for Christ many times it's only a lust to excel and then it's a proper question even to those holding the highest offices Lord I, I preach I'm a deacon I'm on, on the board, you know, or something. He still has a right to ask, and even more so because of your position. Lovest thou me? Instead of uh, your enjoying uh, great, great uh, spiritual privileges, he still has a right to ask. Lovest thou me? And then in spite of your past spiritual experiences, think about it. Peter had walked on water. You know that? We, we emphasize the fact that, that he began to sink, and he did when he got his eyes off Jesus, but he did walk on water. <laughs> I don't think anyone here can make that claim, can they? I mean, think about it. Peter had walked, he had made that great confession. 
Remember, thou art the Christ, son of the living God. And Jesus said, hey, flesh and bone didn't reveal that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. I mean, think about that. In spite of, of, of uh, spiritual experiences that Peter had had, the Lord still asked him, lovest thou me, in spite of a great demonstration of zeal. You know, the only thing that will sustain you through every trial is love for Christ. You know what? And it's a proper question in spite of great self-denial. Remember Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 27. Then answered Peter and saith unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? How much do you love me? You see, love is essential. The greatest saints uh, are the least self-confident. You know, and then I want you to note the persistence of the question, and, and I think this is really important. Peter said, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And uh, he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then he said again the second time, verse 16, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Again, he said, Lord, you know that I do. And uh, three times he asked him, do you love me? And uh, he used the word there, at least the first couple of times, he used the word agape. And uh, the, 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 the word in the Greek means a, a deep love. He's talking about a divine love or, or a, a deep divine. And two times he said, do you love me? Do you have a deep divine love for me? This is what he was asking Peter. And then Peter I'm sure he was remembering his three denials. Uh, he doesn't answer as strongly as the Lord asked. The Lord says, Peter, do you love me, agape? Do you have a deep divine love for me? And Peter, remembering those uh, denials, he said, Lord, you know that I love you. And he uses a word, uh, phileo. And that word just denotes a fondness. It's, it's a love of lesser degree, you know. And so when the Lord says, Peter, do you love me, agape love? Peter answers back, Lord, you know I'm fond of you. And then the second time, Peter, do you, do you love me, a deep divine love? And Peter says, Lord, you know that I'm fond of, of you. And then you know the third time the Lord uses that lesser word. In other words, he said, Peter, are you only fond of me? <laughs> yeah, Peter, lovest thou me? He uses that lesser word. Are you only fond of me? And, and uh, verse, verse number 17, if we can look at that, uh, he said to Simon the third time, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved. It says, Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? Or the third time, are you only fond of me? <laughs> and it grieved Peter to his heart. And then he said to him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love you. When the Lord said, are you merely fond of me? Peter came back and he said, oh, no, I love you. You know all things. You know that I have a love for you. Now, why was the Lord so persistent with Peter? I think it was because of his danger. Peter, Peter was in a crisis. He was at a place where a, a decision 
uh, had to be made. And, and, and you know, someone said Christ's uh, character is forged in the furnace of crisis. And the Lord faced Peter at this low point in his life. The Lord, Lord faced him and made Peter face it. Amen? Uh, he had to make a decision. When the Lord puts these questions, he has to decide now, are you going to fish or are you going to serve God? Are you going to fish or are you going to uh, be a servant of the Lord? And listen, maybe there's someone here tonight at a low point in your life. Uh, maybe even out of the will of God and know so. Uh, maybe to the point of backsliding. I mean, there, there are a lot of folk that quit church a long time before they quit coming to church. You know that? A lot of people quit sooner than that. And uh, there, there, there are times uh, when, when maybe you would never consider missing church, but now it doesn't take very much, you know. And so the Lord is just simply saying, lovest thou me more than these? Knowest whatever it is that made you quit or slow up? Whatever it is that made you give up serving God? Do you love me more than these? Whatever it is. And I've had people say, well, preacher, we're living in a time of such inflation. You've got to work yourself to death to even live. Hey, that didn't take God by surprise, you know. That didn't take it. What's happening in your life today has not surprised God one bit. And he still asks that you love him. Love God. Love God, you see. That's the important thing. And, and then he just gives Peter the proof of loving him. Feed, you notice in all three, but feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Amen. That, that's the proof, you know. Listen, uh, most people talk about full surrender and it's mere chit-chat, you know it? Full surrender. Listen, when, when, when we're surrendered, when our surrender is real, we'll set our eyes just to look at the Word of God. When your surrender is real, you'll set your mind to meditate on God. When your surrender is real, you'll set your ears to hear the word of God and your tongue uh, will sing the praises of God. When, when our love for him is sincere and real, we'll set our mouths to talk about him and our hands to work his vineyard. We'll set our feet to walk his ways and our heart to love the brethren. He said, lovest thou me more than these? And uh, I would ask you tonight, do you love God that much? Where, where, where's the proof? Huh? Romans chapter 12, and verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present. That word present means to yield, to hand over, present your bodies. What that means is your eyes and your minds and your ears and your tongue and your mouth and your hands and your feet and your heads all are to be presented to him as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service, or it's only a logical act of duty to those who know him and, and love him. So he said, Peter, lovest thou me? If you do, prove it. He'd be saying the same to you and I tonight.
love me? If you do, where's the proof? Prove it. Feed. Do work. Serve. If you love him, he'll be faithful. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again tonight just for your kindness to us and how blessed we are just to know you and to be able to walk with you on a daily basis. The privilege we have to serve you and, uh, Lord, to, to be uh, one of yours. We're so thankful for that day when you touched our hearts and brought us to a saving knowledge of Christ. We're thankful, Lord, for many years of being able to serve and to walk with you and to be able to say, yes, Lord, maybe feebly, but I do love you. Maybe not as I ought, but Lord, I do love you. And so, God, I pray you'll speak to every heart. Help us not leave this place tonight without really settling in our minds that we love you. Speak to every heart, have your way. We'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.